Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Football Fan Show Podcast. I'm Danny Harrington, joined by my guest this week is Thomas Moore. And what are we talking about this week? Well, we're going to talk about who the next Bristol City manager might be. What the heck is going on at Marseille? Our reactions to the results midweek from the Champions League. And what is going wrong at Liverpool? But we start with a shout that Tom made two weeks ago on this very show. He said Thierry Henry might be Bournemouth manager, and I pretty much laughed him out. The room at that point. Well, two weeks later, and it looks like it might be happening, and that is where we start. And thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the podcast. If you can do so, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. It just search the Football Fan Show live on YouTube. Go to our Twitch page, twitch.tv forward slash the Football Fan Show, where we are live every Saturday night, UK time, 7 till 10 p.m., taking your calls and opinions on the latest footballing action. Let's get into it then. Thierry Henry, would he do well at Bournemouth? Uh, we'll have a look at the Bournemouth, Bournemouth manager, uh, because uh, it is... It is uh, my understanding and the understanding of a few people in the world of football that uh, Bournemouth are approaching uh, Montreal in the NFL, sorry, the MLS. I I do know the difference. That was just a shit joke that didn't land. Um, Oh, I said I wouldn't swear on this stream and I've I've broken my rule. Rubbish. Um... So Bournemouth are apparently approaching, reportedly pro- approaching uh, Montreal to appoint their manager Thierry Henry. He want they want to bring the Vavavoom to uh, to Bournemouth. Now, <laughs> two weeks ago, Tom, you said that as a. I want to be fair to you. Throwaway comment was it a throwaway comment that you said? Oh, I'd like I'd like Thierry Henry to be the manager of Bournemouth and. And then suddenly, uh, suddenly, I was like, "No, nah, that's that's uh, you know that's not going to happen. Um, that mm. won't happen. It's not going to happen. Why would they do that? Why would they? Why would they appoint Thierry Henry, a person that, as far as I'm aware, has never succeeded as a manager, and he wasn't even doing that well at Montreal? But apparently now, it is set to be." Uh, confirmed uh, Bournemouth mm, they've approached and it looks like they've they've requested permission to speak to Thierry Henry uh, re- some reports suggest that he is quite interested he wants to manage in England I I am not sure about this I am not sure about this at all Um you keep. I don't know what um, keeps I'm... But yeah, I'm. I'm just not sure. I don't think he's the right. So the the question I propose then is: Would Thierry Henry do well at Bournemouth? Because that's the question I've asked. But I'm. Uh, um, I'm thinking probably not. Mm. I think. Um, I think with Thierry, I think with the previous two managerial jobs he's had, you can think that. Um, you know, Monaco was probably, you know, a too high a profile team for him to manage. Um, you could argue that, you know, 
of Montreal, or, you know, the, the things are managed much differently over there. You know, so you could make arguments about, you know, why it's not worked out for Thierry. Um, me, um, I would say it would probably be a good first proper managerial job for him. You know, where the, like the champion and scrutiny between, um, uh, during these, uh, like in, in this country, um, you know, you get, you get enough media attention if you do well and if you do bad. I think with Thierry, the problem would be is the fact that he just has to take one of the Premier League and then north of the border. We're seeing, um, so about, it was about uh, last year or two years ago, we were seeing the experiment come through of uh, previous managers, uh, previous players taking over managerial jobs. Uh, and more often they have failed than succeeded. The major, the big case of success is Steven Gerrard at Rangers. Yeah. Um, obviously, Lampard's been sacked. You know, Arteta is still saying that Arsenal were a work in progress, but they were in a work in progress for 18 months now. Um, probably even longer than that. Um, so, I don't know. I think there's a lot to look forward to with him. There's a lot to look forward to, to with him becoming the manager there. But at the same time, you know, former players, BMGs, they are dropping like flies this season. Yeah, um, they are. And, uh, you know, I'm a bit, uh, you know, I'm a bit sceptical as to whether he would be uh, be successful um, at... Uh, at Bournemouth, I'm just I'm just incredibly sceptical about it. I just don't see him being successful because um, uh, you know if you look at his, I mean let's just look at Montreal. Um, we don't even have to look at um, <laughs> just like just like TNA, they love an impact. Uh, Montreal, uh, that's what they used to be called, Montreal Impact. Uh, if I just look at uh, Montreal and I look at their form, I just you know, um, from last season, because the MLS season is not played. Is it kicking? I thought it, I thought they were already kicked off for this season. Um, unless Google just doesn't follow yeah, MLS. Season, yeah, their season's weird. They play across it's the right, year, it's though. It's like, I think their season starts, at, yeah, I think their season starts in like March and then finishes in November. Um, yes, because I'm trying to, find out oh yeah it starts in april so if i go back to last season and look at montreal uh last season uh come on montreal montreal where did they finish uh overall montreal finished 18th out of the 26 clubs in the uh mls and they're in the eastern conference and they finished Where are they? Eastern Conference? Yeah, they must be in the Eastern Conference. Where are they, then? Philadelphia Union, Toronto, Columbus. There's Montreal. Oh, they finished ninth. They just just about finished ahead of David Beckham. Just about. They had two points more than David <laughs> Beckham's team. Um, but, uh, 
it's weird the way the conference it's weird how the conferences work over there because you, you could be in like the top nine or eight teams and you still get into the what's called the playoffs yeah they did you know, and just, they finished some what some facets of american sports just never just stay away from football oh yeah we need to get into the playoffs and i was just like they like there's no relegation or promotion in that league that must nope. just be like oh that's crap that's just like imagine that you're rock bottom of the table again oh great we've got nothing to work towards yeah i'm still getting my 20 my 20 grand a week salary exactly for, uh, that's basically being basically being a player that refuses to retire yep i mean they could just mm-hmm. well i mean they could just go to china they'd earn more money um half a million pound a week please they thank could. you yeah they could do yeah they could do um, but uh as I said last oh. week, and I know me and you, that's probably one of the few one of the few points we disagree on, is that I wouldn't go to play in the Chinese Super League, and you probably would just just as soon as they flash the bag of cash, you'll be like, yeah, put me wherever you want. Yeah, I I do some sort of interview saying, yeah, you know, I've got principles. I don't like some of the things that they do. Oh, half a million, half half a million. Sorry, what half a million quid a week? Sod me, done. Oh yeah, he's just like. Book oh, yeah, me China so Airways, bank, please. Bank, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, didn't I? Didn't I tell you my bank manager's called Principal? <laughs> <laughs> you know those drip feeds you get in hospital. Can you just drip feed me the money directly into mm. my veins, please? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've a I've a coin slot on my back. Just put the Bitcoin in. <laughs> I'm coin operated. Uh, there you go. You find me in an arcade? No, not that way. Uh, so yeah. Bournemouth are reportedly interested in making him the manager. I, I kind of like, uh, I kind of like Jonathan Woodgate. I got to admit it. He was unbeaten before today. I thought he was in for a shout, and even even old Howie Howie Wetnap was uh, backing him to get the job. Um, yeah, uh, I thought Woodgate had done a good job, but. Uh, Apparently, they, they want to... Because I suppose... Well, the thing is, Woodgate has no managerial experience, which I guess Thierry Henry has, but then Thierry Henry has no English managerial experience. Uh, and the MLS isn't exactly the most, um, how how you say, competitive league in the world. Mm. Um, before they lost to... Who did they lose to today? They lost to QPR... Uh, today by two goals to one. They'd beaten Rotherham by a goal to nil. They'd drawn against Nottingham Forest nil nil. They'd beaten Burnley 2-0 in the FA Cup. They'd beaten Birmingham 3-2. And then uh, the final game under the last manager was a 2-1 defeat to uh, Sheffield Wednesday. Um, But Jonathan Woodgate had been undefeated until today. So I think he... What is it? One, two, three, four... Four games... Four four game winning streak, and he beat Burnley in the in the FA Cup. That's got to count for something. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think Jonathan Woodgate would be, I would say, a very very good shout. Um, for uh, do you know if it were if it were me if I if I was if he wasn't already in China, perfect job for Slavin Bilic. Um, yeah. Yeah, mm. that literally, literally, would be the perfect job to show the West Brom owners that they sacked him too soon by watching West Brom go down and then Bournemouth go up. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a that's a shout. Don't I don't see. Uh, yeah, I Rafa don't see him Benitez leaving China. 
No, no, he's he's got his eye. Well, well, if rumor is to be believed, he is set to be the new, um, uh, the new, uh, uh, well, potentially the next um, manager of Celtic. But uh, take that one with a pinch of salt, because I don't mm. see. Gotta be honest, I don't see that happening. Um, but uh, if I if I have a look for the. Uh, let's have a look. Bournemouth, come on, where are the odds? Come on. They listed Bournemouth yesterday and now they don't, uh, which is annoying me uh, because I think it's a sure thing now. They think uh, Thierry Henry is going to get appointed um, Bournemouth manager, which is annoying because there might... Uh, you never know. It might be somebody else. Uh, we will have a look at the next Bristol City manager, potentially. Uh, controversial pick for number one considering how well they're doing at their current club which would be quite annoying uh, let's uh, come on, Bournemouth manager odds come on uh, we had a look at it last week uh, next Bournemouth manager Thierry, ah, so Thierry, that's why Thierry Henry is now odds on he's one to two to take the job and then Jonathan Woodgate is the second favourite, then uh, David Wagner, the former Huddersfield boss, is the third favourite. John Terry's twelve to one. Marco Silva is sixteen to one. Eddie Howe sixteen to one, and Patrick Vieira is also sixteen to one. It's Thierry Henry. He's going to get appointed, isn't he? I honestly wish that I knew what. Um, what were, did you remember? Um, what the odds were for Thierry Henry being the Bournemouth manager two weeks ago when I mentioned it? Because I don't think he was even in the running. Uh, he wasn't, I don't think. I don't think he was even in the running. I think Vieira was still like 20 to 1 and Henri wasn't even on the list. That would have been... So, oh, I wish I put a bet on that. <laughs> gamble aware, kids. Gambling's for suckers. With that said, let's uh, wrap this up, this whole discussion on uh, Bournemouth. Bournemouth, as uh, I'm sure the Americans would call it if they could uh if they could watch it uh bristol city we'll we'll have a look at that then they, they sack their manager this week so we'll have another look at the let me go back to my favorite website the sack race uh the next bristol city manager the odds on that one michael appleton the current ips uh ipswich the current lincoln boss don't get those two fucking confused swore again uh Bad person. Lincoln City manager, Michael Appleton. Currently, uh, Lincoln City are, do are doing a remarkable, remarkable job currently in uh, in League One. They beat Wigan 2-1 uh, today. And uh, they are top of the table on 56 points with Peterborough United and Hull City around them. Uh, Michael Appleton is the favourite for the Bristol City job. Personally, I'd like to see him stay at Lincoln. I did say it was a controversial choice earlier. Controversial only because I want to see Lincoln City get promoted to the championship. Um, because then that would kind of finish what the Cowleys started. I would see that would be the natural finish of their rise up the leagues. So that was started by the uh, the Cowleys. And Michael Appleton has come along and finished that that off. 
then he can leave. Then he can do whatever he likes. But as long as they get promoted, or maybe he leaves and Danny Cowley comes back. Ooh, maybe. A hero's welcome. Maybe, considering he started the whole thing. Let's go through Just the odds in. Um, Michael Appleton is the favourite. Two to one uh, with Bet Victor on this one. Uh, Paul Cook is seven to two. Uh, former Wigan boss has been, well, primarily his seat his seat hasn't been in the dugout recently. It's in, been on Gillette Soccer Special on uh, Sky Sports News. Um, not that I not that I don't like him on that program. I just think he's a really good manager and want him to be back in football management because I think he's really good. Uh, Eddie Howe is the third favourite, four to one. He, let's be honest here, Eddie Howe is going to be the next Celtic manager. So. That's not even mentioned. We don't even need to talk about that one. He is going to be the next Celtic manager. I know it. Mm. Um, although, yeah. quite frankly, I did say I would like. I would also like Frank Lampard to be Celtic manager m- more because I want Gerard versus Lampard again, but in a managerial capacity. Uh, Russell Martin, the current MK Dons manager, is ten to one. Then Danny Cowley at fourteen to one, and then. Former Northwich Victoria manager Paul Simpson is a random choice at fourteen to one, and Frank Lampard sixteen to one. We can finish it there. Um, d- d- Michael Appleton's leaving Lincoln, isn't he? Bournemouth. Mm. Um, yeah, Michael Appleton is leaving uh, Lincoln City, isn't he? So that's. Uh... I think. Yeah, go on. Sorry, I was I was going to say um, I think he would like that. Would, that for me would propose a very interesting and exciting project for. Do, do you know what? I'd honestly think that would probably be a better job for Thierry. What Bristol City and Bournemouth? No, um, I would. I would say Bristol City. Yeah, because. I, th- I think mm. they're in the right position of the table for them to be to, for a manager like Thierry to take them on the table. I mean, if you look at what Lampard did with Derby, you know, Derby where you're almost I mean, like a perennial may get playoffs, may not team. I mean, Bristol City have kind of been that on occasion. They have been in and around the playoffs. I remember when they lost to Hull in the mm. playoff final and it was Dean Windass. And that was the closest they ever got. Um, yeah. But they have been in and around there for for mm. a number of years. But this season, it's it's mm. just not worked out for them. They're bottom half of the table, closer to the relegation zone than the playoffs. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, it just that's that's an interesting shout. Well, uh, could, you not being to, could you imagine Thierry Henry trying to understand a Bristolian accent? Oh well, I don't know. <laughs> I do know about that. Are uh, yeah, I can't really do Bristol. That's not that's not really Bristol. Bristol's a lot thicker of an accent. Oi. Um, <laughs> Oi, Terry, are you going to shop? Can you get me a Cornetto? Cornetto! <laughs> Cornetto, get me Cornetto, please. Uh, yeah, I, uh, he'd be like, what? Uh, what? Uh, what? I used to be in Renault commercials. Now I'm in managing Bristol City. Um... <sighs> Uh, yeah, Mike. That's Michael Appleton's job. 
Um, but it's an interesting shout that you think uh, Thierry Henry would be better suited to Bristol City than uh, Bournemouth. But uh, I think Bournemouth have more money than Bristol City because of the, mm. the fact they've come down for the Premier League so they can afford Thierry Henry. Even though Thierry Henry's wages should be cheap because he's not proven himself. He's proven that he's not very good. Yeah. <laughs> he was sacked by a- yeah. uh, AS Monaco after... True. And... You know, not too long. Yeah, go on. I think I think um, it works out for Thierry as well because then that um, means they're so bad he's got a quick escape to France just across the channel. <laughs> He'll take the swim. He'll just swim across the the channel um, if everything goes wrong. Um, but yeah, I just I don't I don't see it working out uh, the Bournemouth job for Thierry Henry. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bristol City. I think that's Michael Appleton's job. To uh, I see, uh, yeah, I you think never, that's his job. No, we, we may look back. Oh, I think we lost you. Though. I was saying um, we'll put. Oh right. Um, yeah, I think I'd like to think that um, Terry will do well. So in a year's time, we'll be doing one of these shows, and we'll look back on it and just be like, "How could we have got it so?" Wrong. Uh, that's me being hopeful. I was going to say, so, don't don't mention that. I had to do a groveling apology to the Swindon Town manager earlier. Um, <laughs> great result, but personal pride a bit dented. How will I take the mick out of him this week? Did you see, um, before we move on, did you see the Atletico Madrid match against Levante? Did you see the second goal? No. Uh, so essentially, you know, on FIFA when you're desperate, when you when, no, well, no, <laughs> to be honest, um, you know, when you're desperate on FIFA, you're one nil down and you send your goalkeeper up. Yeah, well, mm. normally you're able to recover. Atletico Madrid, yeah, they didn't, they didn't recover, <laughs> and it was like he, oh, the God. Levante player just crossed the halfway line and just booted it towards the goal, and it went in two nil, open goal, two nil. And then Atletico have lost for the Lol. first time at home this season. Um, so, <laughs> it's... I just, you know what? I'd love to be. I'd love to be in a dressing room for a team talk with Diego Simeone. Oh God, he's he's, <laughs> he's so nuts. I just feel like you know you'd be sat there, um, you're two one down at half time, and he's literally just shouting things at you in Spanish. Referring to his crotch, pointing at his crotch, grabbing it down there, runs over to the side, goes, and then carries on shouting. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was more of a Maradona um, thing, to be honest, but <laughs> hmm. makes makes sense then that make, they put Maradona's face on money. It looks like. <laughs> Hopefully, it's a twenty. Um, <laughs> anybody got a twenty? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mate, nice. I need a donor for the old two. <laughs> right, let's. Um, uh, I, I just want to quickly uh, do this one because I watched a, a video on it earlier, and it's. Um, you're not. Are you a fan of French football, Tom? I am. Yeah, I tell you, my t- the teams I like watching playing are Lille and uh, Olympic Lyonnais. Olympic Mayonnaise and Lille Metropolitan. 
Metropole, as they call themselves, Metropolis, as I like to call them. So mayonnaise and Metropolis. Um, I don't mm-hmm. mind a bit of mayo. mayo. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just being a dick. Uh, Marseille. Marseille are in the news. Um, and if you go by the history of Marseille, they ha- seem to have a crisis pretty much every five minutes. Uh, but this is the latest one. Uh, so we now know that uh, AVB is well he's be right back in terms of football because he he's left he has well I'm still unsure whether he was fired or whether he resigned because he resigned but then was also sacked so he offered his resignation resigned but then was officially sacked by the club so he resigned before he was sacked now can you make sense of any of this matrix stuff I honestly cannot. The only thing that arrives into my head about what could have potentially happened is that he goes to the board, one of the board members, gives in his note, and the board member must be a magician. And I say, I see your letter of notice, but it is now a P45. <laughs> <laughs> What's um, this? Your resignation? So. Hey, look over there. It's your favourite footballer. Where? <laughs> oh, you've handed me my papers. Thank you. Um... Hey, look over there. Tottenham want you back. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Tottenham want to replace replace Jose Mourinho with me? No. I feel... I, I, you know, obviously Marseille finished second last season. Uh, and if the if the season hadn't been uh, cancelled early, then maybe, maybe they could have been a legitimate challenger. I'm not saying they would have won, but they would have finished quite mm. close behind... PSG um, and AVB is well liked by the uh, by by the supporters for that. Uh, this season, though, they were having quite a good season until the midway point, and then they went on one of their worst runs for a long time, and the worst run that the current owner has had. Um, they are owned by uh, the 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 guy that owns the LA Dodgers. Um, who uh, whose name uh, escapes me? Uh, I, McCourt. I know that's his name, but um, uh, I'm trying to remember who. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, anyway, McCourt is the is his surname. I can't remember what his first name is. But uh, anyway, this American came in. He Frank. Is it Frank McCourt? Yeah, Frank Frank McCourt. Yes. Yes, sorry, Frank McCourt. He's the former owner of the LA Dodgers. Uh, he sold it. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, so this is what's going down. So you had that. You had the. You had a really bad run. You had the club sell some players. Uh, apparently, AVB fell out with Dimitri Payet. Uh, then they signed a player on loan from Celtic that AVB didn't want, handed in his resignation. The club went, we'll do you one better than that. We'll sack you. And it's like, well, then... You know, he's already resigned, so how can you sack him? But, you know, make up your minds on that. Um, the F- Frank McCourt, the owner of the club, is very distant. He's one of these owners that doesn't go to a lot of games. And uh, even pre-COVID, he didn't go to a lot of games. He just let the club... He elected a president. He chose the president of the club and then just watched from the sidelines. Mm. Um mm. The guy he appointed is an ex-executive at Disneyland at Paris. 
and is a horse racing fan and doesn't understand... Well, I'm starting to get the feeling that he is unaware of what football is because he asked for... From a 30-yard free kick, if a goal goes in, there should be two goals awarded because it's more entertaining. It sounds like this guy is probably... (laughs) probably going to go to the chairman and ask them to put Mary Poppins at centre attack in mid <laughs> exactly <laughs> Just, guys we're going to give you all umbrellas you're going to fly you're going to fly um, but um, I was like oh have you seen that young talent who's uh, been uh, kicking up a bit of a storm in the, the Saudi league yeah what's his name Aladdin <laughs> <laughs> I, I've bought in a new manager from Disneyland Paris all the way from Disneyland Paris it's the French version of of Mickey Mouse. Um, yes. That is their new Lady- manager. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, our new centre-back, the child catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Marseille, then, uh, they, they're they in total chaos because they've struggled to replace um, AVB, and they've apparently approached a number of big names about it, and they've all turned them down. Yeah. Uh, Mauricio Sarri was approached turned down, Rafa Benitez approached, turned down and uh, there are plenty of other other names that have been approached Thierry and, Henry uh, not approached, that's weird <laughs> um, and then of course we had the fans attacking the training ground, this is before AVB uh, was sacked um, but uh, the, the fans attacked the training ground Um he, the owner did try and block a group of um, what they uh, ultras, which is their fan, their nuts fan group. So I think we used to call them firms in our country. Um, but yeah, ultras. Um, they they try. He tried to ban kind of this group of ultras, and then hiked up ticket prices because he wanted to make the cl- uh, club a more middle class and marketable club. Um, and um same similar to to what PSG did um mm. um but uh, i get the feeling that they don't like uh their president also the club's president because he is a parisian and that doesn't go down well in marseille if you're a mm. parisian if you are a parisian uh then it does not go down well in uh in marseille it's like, uh, it's like being a Londoner in Glasgow. It, well, I think it's like being a Londoner anywhere other than London. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like being a Swindonian in Oxford. Um, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> Swindonian in Oxford, that's great. Uh, so we have... Now... I'm just looking at uh, I'm just looking at the odds on the next manager and apparently there aren't well it's not looking too good for Marseille um but uh, let's let's say that uh well we've had they've had a, a tough time of it they are of course the only and I didn't realize this they are the only French club to have ever won a European Cup the Champions League they're the only French club to have won the Champions League, which I was completely unaware of. Um, but they have—they are the only French club to have won the Champions League. Uh, but it seems to be 
all hell breaking loose. And the last time I saw this was... I don't know. I feel that Real Madrid should be all hell breaking loose with Zidane in charge. But hey, there you go. There's your next manager. Zinedine Zidane. He grew up in the local area. And he knows all about creating a crisis. And he knows about... And he's a crap manager and he'll fall out with Dimitri Payet as well. There's not not been a manager that Dimitri Payet has not bloody fallen out of. Uh, To be fair... you take one. You take one. You, you've got like one attribute to your thing. You're a decent dribbler. You ain't got any speed. You're not strong. You can you can bend a free kick in, but then again, so can James Ward Prowse. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, like, that's great! It's, it's, like, it's like you're trying to fall out with your manager, trying to make out like you're the best thing in the team since sliced bread. Mm. And yet your only claim to fame is someone who is Southampton's best English player who not even in his wettest dream could get into the England squad. Um, <laughs> uh, so I mean, no disrespect the... to James Ward-Prowse. Mm. I, think, I, think that was more of an, I think that was more offence to James Ward-Prowse than it was Dimitri Payet. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the, the OM supporters group yesterday held a press conference... Uh, just mm. near the town hall of Marseille, and they were um, um, they were talking about the club, and they even ended up praising Lyon, their mm. rivals. Um, they praised how they were run, how they were being run. Um, but uh, they they want the they want they want their president and they want the owner gone. And Marseille have always been pretty vocal. And let me just finish it on this point. The son of the former owner of Marseille, uh, who is... Um, and I'm going to butcher this. Uh, Mar- Marjorita Louise Dreyfus. She is a uh, Russian-born Swiss billionaire. And her son has just bought Sunderland. Oh, uh, is that so, um, Dreyf- oh, Dreyfus? Dreyfus, yes. Sorry, I get confused that- with the American actress who who is apparently yeah, yeah. related to them, Louis. Um, but uh, yes, um, he is. is- that the watch brand. Um, I have no idea. I have no idea. But um, he has just bought Sunderland, so they're back in football. I think his mum still owns like five percent of uh, Marseille. But, uh, I think, yeah, that's weird. How old is he? Like 22, 23, 23. Bloody hell. He's going to miss their promotion push while he's going to graduation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He should be, he should be, hey, he should be at a, at, at a university bar having shots of Jaeger. Um, mm. But they, they should that's... be scraping him up off the floor at Freshers Week. Exactly. Exactly. But, oh, what uh, did he... you do with your, what did you, what did you do with your summer? I basically, Bought the north, the northeast of England. <laughs> I just like the idea of him getting absolutely hammered at university, <laughs> and then you oh know, you know, we've all made those stupid buys at like four a.m. in the morning when you're drunk, and he's like, he's stumbling out the club, he's on his phone, he's like, guys, guys, I've got this cool idea. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna buy a Sunderland football club. I'm gonna just, just hold my beer. I'm just gonna buy a Sunderland football club. Oh my god. Yep. Okay, that's happened. We're owner with the now owner of Sunderland Football Club, and he's woken up the next day going, "Where the hell is Sunderland?" You know, you, you know when you're planning to go to the shop, and you 
and it's that you know it's your uh, monthly check of the mobile banking app to see what you've got left and you're expecting yep. uh and you're expecting five pound thirty two and now you're negative four million <laughs> negative four million because <laughs> like, you oh, ended up buying sunderland you're just like, oh my god, how did that happen? Uh, I love, I love the idea of that. He goes back to university. He goes, oh, and um, yeah, to, um, what was your gap year project? <laughs> oh, yeah. Mine, my gap year project uh, was Sunderland, Sunderland Football Club. He just goes back to his friends. Hey, did you know all those people in the north of England don't say the word the? You know. He's yeah. like, oh yeah, put the put the curry on top crapper and I'll have it when I come make brown log. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I um Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. But anyway, yeah, that's that's happened this week in Marseille are in crisis. So Oh, another thing that um may have flown under the radar um this week, but I I noticed it did happen because I follow him on Instagram. Um football's resident bad boy has a football club once again. What? The guy, Niall, Niall, Niall Ranger. Ranger, he's back Niall in football. Ranger. I thought he was Niall, done. Niall Ranger has gone back to Southend United. Oh wow! You know what? To be fair, to be fair to him, um, go watch his uh, interview that he did with the True Geordie. Go oh, watch, yeah, that. I did watch that. That to be fair to him. I did feel a bit sorry for him after watching that. I did because mm. it kind of felt that he had been shafted a few times, and uh, I think yeah. he clearly didn't want to be from... here with Swindon. So he clearly didn't want to join us. But yeah, he, he he's been shafted a few yeah. times. From the sounds of it, it was more like the case of you know he had the he's had the wrong crowd around him for such a long time. But then again, those you know those those have been his boys, you know. So, like, from, like, if you listen to the beginning of it, he sounds like he was, you know, he was quite humble when, because obviously he went he, he went to the best academy, footballing academy in England, in my opinion, the Southampton Football Academy. Um, and it sounds like, you know, he sounded quite yeah. humble at the start of it, but then I think a lot of things happened at Newcastle where it felt like a lot of smoke was being blown up his ass by... Well, he went um, big time, didn't he? ...different managers. I think he went big, big time. time, big time too quickly. Mm. Uh, so but he was I good think... at Newcastle when he, when he, in his early days at Newcastle, he was, he was a good player. He was showing exactly mm. what. Mm. But then I just think of like, did you see the story about Ravel Morrison this week? Oh, no, I've noticed he's without a club for the umpteenth time. He used to play for Marseille. Um, he is. Um, well, it, it, it's come out this week that he used to steal. Uh, football boots from uh, Wayne Rooney and I think it was Rio Ferdinand because they used to get like shipments. So this, the thing he said was they used to get like shipments of like 30 because they were such big players mm. of like boots. So he would just steal a, a couple of pairs and sell them mm. so that he could feed his family. Oh, wow. Even though, you know, you would think being a, pro- a professional footballer, you'd be earning quite a lot of of money but um no mm. uh, apparently not but uh yes he no, is without only... a club he was at den haag but uh alas no longer yeah if you if i mean I've, as much as we talk about footballers well 
earning some astronomical wages. There have been some, you know, some, like a lot of people look at the football players saying, you know, you don't really do that much to earn that money. But then again, you've got to look at how some of the clubs are running some of the really, really poor wages that they put people on. Um, on the True Draw, on the um, show with Nar Ranger on the True Drawly podcast, um, he was talking about his time at Blackpool. Mm. Um, Blackpool gave him a, I think they said, this was back when um, they were under their old owner and they were having the financial oh, troubles. Yeah, this Oist, is where you, yeah, this Oist was and... back, the, this was like back at the time where, um, I remember the footage of it on soccer um, but um, Ranger opened up about the contract he was given um, they gave him a basic flat rate of £50 a week wow. and they gave him an also additional 500 they gave him an additional £500 a week on a pay by on a play, pay by play okay. basis so pay if he you played play. yeah. he got the 550 a week if he didn't he just got the 50 Wow, um, that's... I mean, to be obviously, he did things that you know he earned that reputation. You know, I'm not, I wouldn't stick up for the guy, but I did feel like quite sorry for him. That means that he's 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 just had bad people around him the whole time. That means if he was earning fifty pound a week, that's two hundred pound a month. That's less than benefits. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! Um, I mean, Blackpool were in dire straits, but he took it just so that he could get into a club. But the problem is he's had such bad discipline issues. He would, you know, turn up late to training, not turn up at all. Um, when he was at Swindon, he was he ended up going to court because he tried to kick the door down in one of the flats. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because they oh. uh, they got rid of him after not long one after of the that. Big yeah, because they got mm. they. Yeah, I was mm. going to say they got rid of him. Not. But long I hope. After he, that. I, to be fair, I honestly hope he finds his feet. I think he's only like what twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah, he's at the back um, end of his career, unfortunately. But uh, he's he's maybe he's got yeah, five but, years left in him. Yeah, but then think about it. Ch- people like Chad Evans, you know, he managed to get his. Yeah, but obviously it, he was found, you yeah, know, not guilty of the things he'd done. But I he mean, his, his his conviction was overturned. You know, he had no problems. Oh yeah, absolutely, it was overturned. But then again, yeah, he had no trouble like stigma. reintegrating into football, and he had. Dan, yeah, I, think, I think you've unmuted, mate. Oh no, I was—I just shut up just to let you continue talking. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but yeah, um, I hope Nile Ranger. You know, he goes on to he, like he may not have been able to have the career he wanted, but hopefully he can like finish on his terms. You know, like he can decide yeah. when to hang up the boots and not. You know, when a club does no club now decide they don't want him anymore. Yeah, uh, let's hope that you know he turns it around because it would be. Um... You know, he's had quite a, quite a, the run he's had has not been, uh, not been great. And uh, I I think a lot, a lot of it is self-inflicted. He's made so many mistakes. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if you do watch that True Geordie podcast, the one thing you will take away from him is he doesn't learn lessons. And I'm just Mm. hoping, fingers crossed, touch wood. And I don't know the guy personally. But I'd just like mm-hmm. to see him just have a shot and not mm-hmm. mess it up. And it and if it does get messed up, guarantee you it'll probably be him that messes it up. But I hope he doesn't. Mm-hmm. I hope he has truly learnt this time because I think this is his last chance. Although we've said that about like people have said that about him before and it's clearly not but I think this mm-hmm. is it. This is it for him now. 
this is his last chance. So good luck to him. I want him to do well. I hope he does well for him, for his own mental health, his own sake as well. Because if he can just do anything for Southend at the moment, they're facing relegation. If he can help them stay in the football league, uh, then I think that would give him an immense, of, uh, an enormous amount of self-satisfaction, which I think he needs because I think he's quite fragile. But fragile, mm. but uh, um, mm. I, I hope he gets a break. I hope he gets a break that he deserves. But um, he's got to work hard, and he's got to he's got to want to want it, you know. But uh, we'll see. Mm. We'll see if uh, we'll uh, we'll see if it's uh, successful for uh, for him this week. Uh, for uh, for the rest of the season, uh, Champions League. I won't sing the champions. Still needs a bit of work, doesn't it? Uh, so let's have a look at Tuesday's matchups, and we start in Bar Barcelona. Um, oh, I should say, by the way, we're 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 live on Twitch. Where if you even sing. You get uh, you get a DMCA strike. Did you see the Metallica concert this week at uh, BlizzCon, the Activision Blizzard Summit uh, meeting, uh, where they announced all their games? It was really hilarious. They brought in Metallica to do a gig, and it was broadcast live on Twitch. And then Twitch proceeded to, as soon as Metallica started playing, mute the audio and play some shitty 8-bit gaming music over it. Go watch it on Twitter. It's freaking hilarious. The amount... Uh, the, so the, they didn't want... They didn't so want to pay copyright. Concerned that they would have to pay royalty fees to the band that was actually playing live on their servers. Yeah. Oh. And, uh, yeah, so they just muted the audio and then just played different music over it. It's like, come on, just pay them. Just pay them. So yes, we start in Barcelona, and uh, mm. they lost by four goals to one at PSG. I've got to say, it's not an enormous shock. They've had quite a stinker of a season, Barcelona this season. I mean, both mm. Madrid and Barcelona. Barcelona to a greater degree than Madrid, but um, I don't. Somehow, I don't see PSG completely collapsing in Paris and allowing Barcelona back in this. And I think Messi will just go, right, that's it. Mm. Furlough me. I'm done. Please. I don't want to play for this team anymore. Uh, no, I, th I think the, the problem is, is that the, the, the back, the, <laughs> the uh, back office problems of Barcelona are always going to dog the team performances um, because none of the players at the moment look like they want to play for the club at the moment. I think because of the whole debacle of, you know, their presidential election, the way it's run, you know, I think I think Barcelona have lost that sparkle, um, and to an extent Madrid have as well. You know, that sparkle, that attractive proposition of, you know, that sign that you know if Barcelona or Real Madrid are coming to put, like, they're coming to you to buy you, um, and that's a sign, you know, career made. I think, do you know, I think there's been a massive shift in the teams that players would want to play for. Uh, I don't know. Um, at the moment, I'd probably be by Munich. Oh, uh, you picked by me. I don't know. I, I, it's Barcelona. I mean, obviously, they'd only want to sign you if you're in your 30s, know, but, but still. 
If I was in my 30s, yeah, I'd sign for Barcelona. I, I think that's the thing, but... But then again, I think a lot of the time, the players who are in their 30s are already really, really well known. They won't have him... They won't buy him to be an anchor in midfield. They'll mm-hmm. buy him for the resale value in merchandise. You know, mm-hmm. Barcelona shirts with the number six and Pogba written on the back. Yeah. Um, um, although, quite frankly, you know, Barcelona Pogba, always make their it. money back in... Avoid it. Yeah, go on. In shells. Mm. Um, I think Barcelona will always... Um, Barcelona... Messi, you can tell, so badly wants to retire from there, a club legend. But I think... I, do, part, do you know what? Part of me really, really wants Messi to sign for a team in the Premier League. Mm. Really, 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 really wants it. Only because, say, like if he joined City, I really, really hope that we could one day find out if Messi could do it on a cold, rainy night in Stoke. Well, um, we'd need to get Stoke promoted. Can we just automatically promote Stoke no matter where they finish in in, in Championship? Just, just promote them anyway. I, I, there are a number of clubs I want to I, see. I, I was going to say there are the a number of clubs. <laughs> There are a number of cl- yeah, there is always the FA Cup, mm. um, or the League Cup, the Carabao Cup. I just there are a number of stadiums that I would mm. love to see Lionel Messi play. Kenilworth Road is at the top of the list because he'd be like, "What the heck is this?" <laughs> well, I just walked through somebody's bloody uh, house <laughs> to get into the stadium. It's like it's just like, Mom, I can't believe the fucking Messi in the garden. Messi's <laughs> just walked past. Oh my god! I don't know why they're scouts in in Luton, <laughs> Bedfordshire. But uh, yeah, there's a there's a there's a there's a, okay. there's a few places. Yeah. Accrington Stanley. Um, I'd like him. I'd like to see him go up against Millwall just to just to see the banter. <laughs> the Millwall fans would just tear him a new one. <laughs> That'd be quite funny. Uh, who else? Uh, um, just... I'd love to, oh, Lionel Messi. I'd love to see him play. Oh, what's the name of the ground? I can't remember the name of it. It'd have to be an FA Cup tie for sure. I'd love to see him play at. I can't remember what it's called. What's the club? Rod... Parade. Rodney Parade. Yeah, that's um, who is that? Uh, Newport. That's Newport, isn't it? Yeah, the uh, Newport Stadium. Oh, I think we're having internet problems. And the problems. pitch is awful to run on. Oh, uh, sorry. I think we're having internet problems tonight, and I don't know what's going on. Um, hopefully, the I'll stream is okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know what's going on. But uh, yeah, Rodney Parade is Newport County. Um, but uh, yeah, mm. you... <laughs> I'd like Imagine to see him play on a pitch torn up pitch. by rugby. That that would be the next bit. Play on a pitch <laughs> torn up by rugby union or rugby league. Shove him against Wigan Athletic after mm. Wigan Warriors have played. See what happens. Uh, mm. But yeah, Paris Saint-Germain 4, Barcelona 1. They ain't coming back from that. Signed, sealed, delivered and done. No. Bye-bye, Barca. Uh, Leipzig nil, Liverpool 2. A game that everyone... I think everyone you, you thought Liverpool that, were going to struggle. You say that, but Barca did, staged a miraculous comeback a good few seasons ago when they ended up winning it. I think it was like 6-5 on aggregate. Um, that is true, but also this is Ronald Koeman. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so it's not happening. I love the fact that Sky Sports Retro yeah. put out the video of Ronald Koeman when he replaced uh, Potch at uh, Southampton, saying Potch has made it. Jo- he was jokingly saying Potch has made it very easy for me to manage this club because of the great players and everything like that. And it was literally they just blown the full time whistle on the Paris Barcelona match. Uh, Leipzig nil, Liverpool two uh, in a game that I don't think many people saw Liverpool winning or at least struggling to win based on their Premier League performances recently. But they seem to step up and uh, do very well. Uh, played in Budapest, the Puskas Arena, because uh, um, foreign teams are not allowed into Germany because of quarantining rules. Um, and it, I think that's similar with some other countries as well. Uh, so there will be some neutral venues uh, will have to be played, but uh, this was one of them. Liverpool did very well. Uh, uh, there's not really much to say on this this one. Standard performance. Liverpool stepped up that they didn't do in the Premier League, and they they got a two two nil win. Um, yeah, and I believe Dortmund did um, three one over Sevilla. Uh, three two, three two, three two. Uh, three, two. Uh, Sevilla two, Dortmund three, um, which I wasn't expecting because I, I think Dortmund haven't been particularly good this season so I wasn't really expecting that but I mean it's too late for Sevilla they can't en- enter the enter the uh, Sevilla league uh, the Europa League um, that they win all, all the time every single year um, I'm sure UEFA will find a way to put them in the last 16 of the Europa League uh, just to say or they'll just uh, get DPD to deliver or Amazon to deliver the parcel uh, with the Europa League mm. trophy in it and uh, Porto it's 2 the, um, this one. it's the oh, uh, classic you know what it'll be it'll be the classic WWE way they do it <laughs> one guy injures the other opponent you know I'll make it because they've all been taken out by COVID and then suddenly out of nowhere an entrance music hits, and then the severe and the uh, severe team just run out onto the pitch, like yes. a like a surprise Royal Rumble entrance. <laughs> oh goodness! Um, uh, I don't think that's going to happen, but that would that would spice up the competition certainly. Uh, Porto mm. two, Juventus one, and Juventus bye bye. Unless they, uh, well, to be fair, actually, I reckon Juventus will turn it around in the second leg. I could see them just doing quite well yeah, in the second fair, leg. To be fair, I think they're especially turning it around in the second leg. Yeah, um, I I can see that happening as well. Uh, they do mm. a they 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 do a very good job. Uh, what else have we got uh, next week? Uh, next week's games uh, for the twenty third. It's Atletico versus Chelsea. Uh, Lazio, Bayern. Atalanta versus Real and Mönchengladbach versus City. Come on, Atalanta, and knock Real Madrid out. Those are next. I am pulling uh, for Atalanta. You're pulling for Atalanta. Yes, yes. We all Mm. we all want Atalanta to knock uh, knock out Real Madrid because then Zidane becomes what we. Well, hopefully everybody will find out what I believe him to be a terrible manager. I think what you should do now that if, if Atalanta knock out Real Madrid and that is the game that gets Zinedine Zidane sacked, you will be grinning. One side of your mouth will be in Park North. The other side will be in Bloody Shore. <laughs> I'll, I'll have the, in the words of Brian Clough in that um, 
in the uh, Damned United movie. I'll have the biggest fucking Colgate smile you've ever fucking seen. Um, <laughs> the biggest white Colgate smile you've ever seen. Uh, we're chatting Liverpool. What is going wrong? They have lost 2-0 to Everton today uh, in the Merseyside derby. And to be honest, I thought this was going to be a tasty tasty game, a very physical game, purely because I thought Jurgen Klopp was saying, if they broke us last time, go break them this time. Because, But apparently, maybe he didn't say that. But I think he, w- he should have. He should have said, go and break them. Go in two-footed, suds up, and break their ankles. Um, but maybe not. Everton, 2-0 winners. Richarlison's third-minute goal. Gilfie Sigerson, 83rd-minute penalty. Kind of wasn't a penalty, though. Um, I saw a replay of it. What, what did you think? Did you think it was a penalty? See, I was I was having dinner with my dad at the time when it was going on, and me and him were both watching it, and it was never a penalty. Basically, what had happened is that Trent had gone in for a challenge, slid right past him, and then Calvert-Lewin decides to kick him in the back of the head and fall over. You know, and the what for, what was what was strange about it is that obviously the referee was told to go over to check the monitor because he may have made an error. He was at the monitor for all of a sneeze. Um, and literally came back and said, "Yeah, it was a penalty," which I don't, which I don't understand. And one of the, th- which it, which you know, it drags mm-hmm. into question another argument about VAR. Is it properly implemented? Things like that. And you and you can tell that they only show certain angles of things. Where you know, one ang- a couple of angles, it looks like one thing, but one angle, it looks like another. And it's just it's so so bizarre how they decide they want to uh, implement it and we could go on about this we could write a book on what we think about VAR is like but um for me never a penalty i think trent was very hardly done by um i think it was a great save from allison the f- like when the first shot came in but then calvert lewin decides to just trip over the back of trent's head and somehow that's a penalty um, um yeah, I can't. I, I should play devil's advocate and try and argue, but how do you defend the indefensible? Like, <laughs> well, somebody, somebody did it. Uh, quote, quote the OJ reference from Boris Johnson this week. Um, <laughs> I want to go to Twitter. Uh, one of my other great co-hosts of this show is a Liverpool fan, Callum. How are you doing? He, I'm just on his Twitter account because I always follow him whenever Liverpool plays because he tweets all the time. And he has put, and I better bleep ex, bleep out the expletives here. I hope every refer, every single ref gets effed in the A <laughs> repeatedly. <laughs> I mean, not that I want that to happen, but uh, that was a. Uh... A very poor decision from the referee. Let's just say that. Let's leave it there. Uh, let's take a look at what has gone wrong generally then. And uh, last week we I, I talked about uh, are they out the title race? And even a Liverpool fan said yes, they are. And that the, the journalists, stupid journalists, shoddy journalists should stop asking that question. Um, because they are out of the title race. Now, I tried to play devil's advocate last week, and I genuinely did believe that they were still in the title race. This week, no, they're out. Um, They have no chance. 
No chance in hell. No chance. Dun, 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 dun. No chance in hell. It's <laughs> <laughs> um. It's, um oh, yeah, they've, they've got no chance. Yeah, they are out. Um, yeah, they're they're out. They're out. Be, yeah, they are. They are out of it. Um, um, I'm just looking at their previous results. They have now not won a Premier League game for hmm. the last time they played a they won a Premier League game was back at the end of January, three uh, one win <coughs> away at Tottenham. Uh, sorry, a three one win away at West Ham at the end of January <coughs> on the thirty first of January. Um, this month they are yet to win a Premier League match, and they have one game left. They have lost one nil to Brighton, four one to City, three one to Leicester, and now two nil to Everton. Okay, yes, they beat Leipzig two nil in the Champions League. They only have one Premier League game left this month. It's against Sheffield United. Hmm. That might be... Uh, well, to be fair, when they played... Uh, what Was it last time? I, I think um, Sheffield United actually looked good back then. Uh, but now, mm. you know, you've got to say Liverpool should be winning that game quite easily. So let's hope mm. they, uh, they do win that match. But uh, what I mean, has I do, gone I, wrong I do for feel... them? Um, Dyke? I mean, I do feel bad. For, I, I do feel bad for Liverpool. Um, like you know, they've had such a massive high now. They've dropped to what they're playing like at the moment. Um, I don't feel sorry enough for them. My my old boss um, is the biggest Liverpool fan you'll come across. And uh, when I worked in the the bank in Swindon, he never failed to remind me of a performance where Arsenal were performing badly when they were going through their struggles, and he'd always <laughs> rib me for it. And now I feel like I can do the same. And he's got no comeback to me. <laughs> Liverpool, Liverpool at the moment, the way they the way they play, I think they have been because their team is essentially, you know, patchwork. They got a patchwork defence at the moment. You know, when you're having Jordan Henderson play at centre back, mm. that Ozan Kabak hasn't given them any confidence. Um, I think what's happening is that Liverpool miss their defenders not not in the sense that they keep it that they keep goals out obviously they mm. do but mm. also the problem is at the other end of the pitch liverpool seem um a bit more cautious about throwing up as many players as they possibly can you know when you had people in the mid like george um fabinho on the edge of the box vinaldo mm. making runs beyond Firmino. you know they seem a bit reluctant to do that because they know their defence is not going to have any counter-attacks covered. You know, mm. it's not Van Dijk and Joe Gomez where they'll most likely have the box covered should they get hit on the counter-attack. So it seems that they're trying to, they're not sending as many bodies forward and therefore their attack is suffering as well. So the attackers are nervous because they know if they overcommit into getting these chances, they get, they're just easy fodder on the counter-attack. And I think a lot of teams now have become wise to the way that Liverpool play. Liverpool control the game in the midfield. But when one of your best midfielders is actually playing a centre back role, you're not going to, you know, dominate that central position as much. Uh, this was Everton's first win at Anfield since 1999. We're just going with the music. Mm-hmm. We're just flowing with the musical references today. Um, to, to give you to give you some perspective, that, that me back then, me and Dan were five and six. Uh, respectively, the, the Sega Dreamcast so. had just been released. Well, actually, mm-hmm. had it been released? No, it was mm-hmm. going to be released. 
Oh, no, it me had been released still, in Japan. Me and Dan were still sitting at Holy Family School, belting out pure Jesus anthems to Mrs. Cryer's guitar at Holy Family. Uh, yes, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, I had forgotten about her. She said I would amount to nothing. Fuck you, bitch. Um, no, I have no no respect. But anyway, no problem. Uh, Liverpool then. So this is their first defeat at home to Everton since 1999. And as as you say, you know, it just looks like the cut cut and paste nature of their defence seems to have. Uh, done them a disservice and I'm, I'm really not sure why they didn't spend a I think most Liverpool fans and correct me if I'm wrong Liverpool fans uh, please do uh, wanted a little bit of uh, backing for Jürgen in the transfer market and though they got Ben Davies was it Ben Davies on the final day um, oh, from Preston yeah um, they, they probably needed to spend a bit more money on on defenders um then you know, then then buying just Ben Davis. Well, they bought in two, but uh, but you know, they probably needed to bring about three or four to be honest. Um, and and quite frankly, the fact that they didn't. Well, I know it's I know I know it's a you know the argument is it's a pandemic. You don't want to spend too much money because you don't have a lot of money. And Liverpool have never historically been big spenders under the um, current ownership. Um, they have a money ball approach to it. Which um, I was saying last week to Callum, who's our Liverpool fan, resident Liverpool fan, and um, I was saying, you know, don't blame the owners of Liverpool for this. You need to blame one person, and and that person you need to blame is former Oakland A's general manager Billy Bean, because he came up with the Moneyball concept. So, if you want someone to blame, blame him. But I, I'm starting to. I don't think fans can, can can laugh at Liverpool. Like I, I, I see comments saying, "Oh, this this must be, go down as one of the worst title defenses ever." No, it's not even close to one of the worst title defenses ever. Remember Chelsea under Mourinho when it looked like they might they were relegation fodder. That's the worst title defense. That's the worst title defense in recent memory because Leicester went on to win the league that season, didn't they? And uh, Mourinho ended up getting the sack and uh, I think they finished I can't remember where Chelsea finished I think they they were they had a respectable finish in the end in the top 10 but I think they were they like finished, uh, I think they finished 10th or 11th I think yeah but uh, they were they were like 15th or 16th at one point and idiots like me were looking at them going hmm what if they got relegated that would be uh, that would be quite quite funny but uh, it was a referee for the um, uh, it was a referee for the Liverpool Liverpool match. I'm trying to find out it was a ref. Uh, Ray Kavanagh, I think it was. Oh God, he'll be. Uh, I jokingly say this. Please don't do it. He'll be getting threats soon because uh, that's the kind of world we live in. Uh, to be fair, Callum. You know, he put he put it out there what he wanted to happen to referees. <laughs> well, so... to be fair, he's normally more he's got a cooler head than that normally. And to be fair, we were talking about last week how far is too <laughs> is too far. I think I'm going to say that's right on the line. 
<laughs> maybe slightly across it but hey um oh oh god i'm just seeing pictures of the everton dressing room from anfield and uh you can uh, well you can imagine what it what it looks like at the moment yeah. but uh yes they are they're very happy at, at the moment but i'm you know i feel sorry for uh liverpool uh a little bit mm. Uh, because of the injuries, but um, last week it was talked about that they need a complete rebuild. Is that something that you mm. would go along with? Get you out of a rut. It would be Liverpool. You know, they would get out of a rut um, with the with the plethora of talent they got. You know, you you forget this is not Liverpool are not falling apart. I think. But Liverpool's problem is that they have an over-reliance on certain players. You know, they have... I think sometimes they may have an over-reliance on players like Van Dijk to keep them in a game, uh, defensive-wise, long enough for them to, you know, for them to score their first goal and then the, mm-hmm. the eventual floodgates to open. You know, that that is the only major difference between Liverpool this season and last season. And they were saying... Uh, Martin Tyler said during commentary, saying, um, from February last year to this year... Liverpool have lost 16 games in the same year. In the same space of time in the previous year, they had lost four. The only major difference between the two was no Virgil Van Dijk this season for the majority of this season. So, I think, I think, yeah, he's a. He's been lost. I think for a moment they need to rebuild a job. I think, I think they've got the they got the right, right player, tools. I think they've got the right manager at the helm, and I think absolutely, you know, they've got a level-headed boss. You know, he's not drumming up you know bad press for the club. I mean, Marie, you know, Marina loses call with you know a member of the press during a conference. He drags the cash repute. The on the on-screen the on-pitch performances aren't you know playing, in. and then obviously he gets that. Yeah, but uh, you know, again, and you could also draw parallels to the fact that you know there are no fans there. You know, mm. you see how well Liverpool play when they've got the cop end singing the whole game. You know, mm. a lot of people say it doesn't make a difference, but you can see the season it has because there has been more away victories in the Premier League than home victories, and across all teams. And when the fans were back, Liverpool were they looked good. Like when they had their fans mm. for a brief period in the cop end, they did look damn good. Mm. Even without, um, even without Van Dyke. Uh, At the moment, they're walking alone. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. So, do you think they also? So, we talk about um, they probably need another kind of Van Dyke figure in their squad, which is probably going to cost them a mm. lot of money, um, and it's not easy mm. to come by. Do you believe that they also need Kylian Mbappe? No. So they don't need uh, well, Mbappe. Mm. They don't need to... Because the rumour was... La- we were talking about this last week, that they were reportedly going to get rid of Mo Salah. They were gonna, if they could bring they, in Mbappe, they were going to get Mo Salah out the door. I, th- I think that would be a bad idea. If there was one person across the Liverpool front three who I'd get rid of, it would be... For me, me yeah. Yeah. Um, he was a only bit because, useless. The only to... reason I say that is because out of those front, yeah, I mean he's great at linking 
you know, the ball up and things like that. The odd little touch here and there. But then again, so is Mbappe. But he's got the he brings the same attributes to his salary and forward. You know, could you imagine how Salah on the other and Mbappe down the middle? Mm. Could you imagine how frightening that attack would be? I would say, you know, for all of Firmino's talent, mm. how often does he score? Has he ever done more than fifth season? You know, consistently, you know, Firmino doesn't do that. And I yeah. think that could be... That could be, yeah. Um, because, yeah, well, when you when you remember when Firmino first signed from Hoffenheim, he was a central attacker midfielder. And then he started playing as a centre-forward and as a false nine. And now he, you know, he comes across as now a fully-fledged striker, which I still don't think is his position. You know, he's very, very creative to the people around him. I mm. think Liverpool need Mbappe, but only if they got rid of Firmino, because so far in that attack, he's the weak link. And then and for all their attacking talent on, who have Liverpool... Subs- the thing is, is that they've got a great first team, but again, it comes down to depth. They don't have that much quality in their depth. They have people like Jordan Shakiri, you know. Um, you know, Jordan Shakiri, he'll never like turn a game round. Um, Alex Oxlade Chamberlain can't stay off the injury. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they're bringing on this Curtis Jones, who's a great strike for the future. Looks really, really good, but. Again, at the same time, he doesn't change the dynamic of the game. Minamino didn't, that's why he's at Southampton, where he's actually doing really well. I think he's gotten three goals in three. Yeah. Um, but I think Liverpool needs to start looking at their squad depth because, mm. you know, they're going to need to have that impact player. They're going to need an impact, you know, sort of striker, you know, kind of the way that Olivier Giroud was um, in his final year at Arsenal. All right, Aubameyang and Lacazette were going to be the first choice strikers. But if you're two one down, and you're throwing balls forward, in my opinion, Giroud's the he links up the play. But you can cross a ball anywhere into that box, and he'll score with his head, his right, his left. Oh, I'm sorry. We're having so, a, we're having a few connection problems. I don't know what's going on. Um, I'm afraid. Uh, I'm not sure what's going out, but what's what's going wrong? But uh, I, you know, we we got the gist. We got the gist of it. Um, you wouldn't replace um, Salah with Mbappe. You you'd replace um, Mil- um, um, Milamino. 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 Uh, yeah. Um, with um, Mbappe, Firmino. Firmino. Sorry, uh, I don't know why I said Milamino. Uh, Firmino with um, with Mbappe. It would be. Um, it would be. I mean, if Mbappe went to Liverpool, I, I'd be honest. <laughs> if I was uh, any any other team going up against Mbappe, I'd uh, I'd grab my pants because he is fantastic. Why do we? Uh, I, I think also. Um, Tiago hasn't been. Uh, I know Tiago's old, yeah. but still, he's not. He's not mm. done very well. I mean, so I mean he's. I mean, he's not necessarily old. He's what twenty nine. 
you know, that's that's probably the tail end of his peak. You know, once I think once he'll get to thirty one, he'll start looking. But Thiago to me sounds like the kind of guy who would you know go to China, make his make his pension fund and things yeah. like that. He he strikes me as the type of player to do that. Um, I think he went to Liverpool at the right. I'm yeah. Sorry, we're, sorry, we're having we're having connections again. Uh, so you're saying that he went to Liverpool at the right time. He'll probably end up in China when he's in his, uh, uh, you know, 30, uh, 31, 32. Um, I would, I would, I was just going to say and add, add to what you were, what we were kind of trying to listen before the internet decided to mess up uh was you know i thought his his performances have pretty been a you know a mixed bag um i look at um who was the free agent chelsea got from psg who i cannot remember the name of um who was it um tiago silva tiago silva has been a revelation in my opinion, at um, Chelsea, whereas um, Alcantara has been, meh. he's been a hit. He's been a hit. Sometimes he hits it at the park. Sometimes yeah. it's just a, a swing and a miss. And um, I don't know. I mean, he. I, I think uh, he's. I want... He's supposed to be playing in a team that has, you know, Fabinho and Van Dijk in it. And uh, unfortunately, without mm-hmm. without that, he's he's, he's kind of like <clears throat> yeah. Go on. He's playing like he's playing like he's in a team with uh, um, basically playing in a Sam Allardyce team. <laughs> if I'm <laughs> honest, he's playing um, like he's got a, he's um, yeah. So like, do you know do you know what? Let me put something. Let me put something to you. I want, to, I want to put something to you in terms of what young defenders that camp that could be world beaters. Um, I want to put two defenders to you. They're both Brazilian and they both play in Spain. Okay. So these are these are players that Liverpool could go for that I think could potentially be very very good. Mm. So I want to put forward Diego Carlos from Sevilla. <laughs> okay. Did. Uh, Diego Carlos. Okay, I've not heard of that one. Uh, um, and Eder Militao from Real Madrid. Okay, that is what I've heard of, but I'm not. I don't watch Spanish football, so that. Um, mm. I mean, didn't there used to be an old player called Diego Carlos, or was that? Am I just making that up? Um, uh, anyway. Um, those, those two, I would say. I think Diego Carlos is twenty-three, and Eder Militao is twenty-two, and they're um, solid, solid centre backs. Um, I mean, Diego, um, so you're talking about Sevilla's Diego Carlos? Yeah, uh, it's twenty-seven. Um, oh, he's twenty-seven. Oh, yeah, nineteen ninety-three. He was born same year as me, just a lot older. Um, <laughs> Sevilla, yeah, he's at Sevilla, and he's you know he, he's done well for them. Um, Mm. Yeah, he'd he'd be a, a great shout. Uh, it, thing is, and I've, you know, no matter who 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 is bought to the, who, what's the name of the ownership group of? Is it like? Is it, well, we all know who they are. Uh, Red Sox, the guys that own the Boston Red Sox that own Liverpool. I just don't think that. Um, um, 
you know, they won't spend that money. It's an investment mm. to them. Like my criticism of American owners in English football is it's an investment. It's not, they don't do it because oh, they're yeah. passionate about it. They they do it to make money. Um, Absolutely. And as an Arsenal fan, I can, you know, attest to that, you know, having the club being owned by Stan Kroenke for as many, so many years. Um, I mean, yeah, because you had you that know. Russian, that Russian guy who actually was an Arsenal fan and, didn't really care yeah. about the money that was going to get spent because he knew it was going to cost him loads of money, but he, he had was... it and he was an actual Arsenal fan. Mm-hmm. Alisher Usmanov, yeah. um, who actually offered to buy out all of Stan Kroenke's shares in Arsenal, um, but he reject, um, Stan Kroenke said no. And now Alisher Usmanov, I believe, stumped up a ton of money for Everton now. He's working with Farhad Moshiri. Um, um, two billionaires so... owning one club. My goodness. Yeah, and I think Stan Kron- Stan Kroenke is they call at Arsenal they call him Silent Stan because you never hear from him. Um, I think the only time we've ever heard from a member of the Kroenke family was when Mikel Arteta was appointed, and you heard from Josh Kroenke, who is Stan's son. Um, mm. And I think you know over the years with Arsenal, you can tell that you know the club is a cash cow because oh, yeah. Arsenal. I think, I think I remember seeing it saying Arsenal were the sixth had the sixth highest net spend in new players over the last two years, and it was the first time, I believe, I think it was the first time in a while that Arsenal had not made an end of year profit. Mm. But Arsenal always met Arsenal, you know, always made a profit in the past because they were run like a business rather yeah. than a football club. Um, at the same time, and it, and it was frustrating for Arsenal fans because at the same time, Arsenal being told that there's no money to find new players, um, Stan Kroenke um, gives the um, LA Rams, um, I think they gave them something like ridiculous, like um, close to a billion dollars to build a new stadium for the LA Rams because they had just gotten into the Super Bowl. Mm. And in between, in you know, it was the equivalent of when... Um, Theresa May during the election said um, there's no magic money tree, but somehow managed to pull a billion pounds out of her back pocket for the DUP. It happened yeah. in roughly the same amount of time. Oh, no. Um, yeah, that's always been my my criticism with American owners. They're always... They're just... They're passionless. They they, they see it as a... They're very analytical. They, they see it as business. And, um, mm. you know, it it works for some of them. I mean, I'm not going to. I would say that the Liverpool owners have much more of a sports-based interest than, say, um, yeah. Just thinking Mike of somebody, Ashley. Mike Ashley, who has no real business <laughs> being a football owner. Well, he does have a sports company to promote, I guess, um, mm. and, and a gaming company now in game and House of Fraser and things like that. But. Um, yeah, just uh, that it frustrates me with American owners. They just see it as a as a way to make money, and um, you know the you British, wouldn't see the... you wouldn't see a British billionaire go over and buy like the the the, the freaking uh, Patriots or uh, mm. who else is yeah, an NFL Brit- team. British British people don't care about American sports. Oh, but Tom Brady's the, Amer- the most yeah. famous athlete. We did that last week. We did that last week. We tore tore that apart. But he's the most famous athlete in the world. Um, not a chance, but yeah, you you know you wouldn't see, you know, British football clubs get a lot of foreign investment. It's either Americans that are looking to to make a profit. I haven't 
you know, we talk about Americans looking to make a profit on British teams. I still don't know what the game is for the Chinese owners. I don't understand. I understand the Middle Eastern owners will just pour money into a club because they see it as a long-term investment. They don't just mm. see it as a quick buck to be made. I, I'm mm. not, you know, there isn't enough Chinese ownership of clubs for me to be able to... Because there was a stage where every club was getting bought out by um, mm. Far East ownership. Yeah, and to, to be fair, I think for a club like Leicester, like Far East ownership has worked because their chairman, their owner, Vito Srivadana Shri Prabha, um, was loved and adored. Um, uh, yeah, and, yeah, um... and he and he was a massive, and he was you know a massive Leicester City fan. Obviously, he may not have started out as one, but he became one. You know, the fans I love, think, love him, to, loved him yeah. to, well, they still the, love him. The only English club owners I can think of well. the top of my head, the only English club owners are the one um, that I can think of the top of my head. And trust me, this it's not a fair reflection on English club owners, are the two guys who own West Ham. Um, <laughs> Gould and uh, Sullivan. Their, yeah, the yeah. two guys who made their fortune in uh, adult movies. Yeah, pornography, yes. Uh, that's how they made their money. Uh, what was it? The Daily Sport, which was like the Sun newspaper on steroids. Page three of the mm. Sun on on steroids. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the English owners... I mean, there there isn't enough wealthy English people to, to begin with. So, you know, Mike Ashley mm. owns Newcastle. Gold and Sullivan jointly own um, West Ham. Yeah. Other than that, there are no other English-owned clubs in the um, Premier League. Uh, Sheffield United are owned by a Saudi, uh, uh, somebody connected to the Saudi family. West Brom have Chinese ownership. Um, for some reason, the Chinese going back to the Chinese ownership, they all seem to circulate within the West Midlands for some reason because Aston Villa have Chinese investment. Birmingham City had Hong Kong-based owners for a very long time. West Brom and Wolves are both owned by Chinese companies. Um, so I don't know what it is about the West Midlands. Maybe they just, maybe they just like Birmingham. I don't know. And uh, Walsall will be next, and then Solihull Moors, um, and Coventry City, Coventry City, then Dudley Town. Right, right when they've run out of all the other clubs, it'll be Dudley Town and Stourbridge and clubs like that, and Tamworth. Wolverhampton Wanderers don't have Chinese ownership. Yeah, they do. Do they? Yeah, they're owned by a company called Fosun International, who are Chinese. I promise oh, you. Okay. Fosun International own uh, Wolves, and they are very much a Chinese company. And uh, they have, uh, who is it? Jorge Mendes was one of their advisors. I, I don't think he is anymore, but judging by the players that they have and the manager they have, uh, he played a, an instrumental part in that. Going back to Liverpool then, and... Um, you know, I felt at the start of the season, I was pretty confident that they were going to uh, retain their Premier League title. And I'm surprised uh, that they've gone off the boil so much. I know that Van Dyke was just a major part of their defensive capabilities, but I still, you know, even with the makeshift defending, they were still seemingly doing okay. And then it's kind of just hit them they've hit the wall so to speak you know that and if you ever talk to an athlete they they always talk about the wall uh if you hit it you're done um and they seem to have just hit the wall that is this i know we talked about breaking up the team but is it truly is it, uh, 
Liverpool waited 30 years to win a title, and, and I don't really want to... It's my, hey, I'm not a Liverpool fan. I'll say that now. But I don't really want to see another 30 years go by without them winning a title. I'd like to see them win another one because it's, you know... I'd like to see them win another one in the not-too-distant future. But do you think their inability to retain will make them a stronger team next season? Um, it's a difficult one to say. I think I think Liverpool next year will come back, you know, obviously because they're out of the title race now, but I think they'll come back with a point to prove. Mm, that's like, what they'll I come thinking. back saying, yeah, they'll come back with a point to prove to say, OK, we lost the title. But the only reason you guys managed to sneak up on us to take the title away from us is because we weren't our full strength. You know, we hadn't hit our final form, you know. So I, th- I think, um, you know, whilst the team was in turmoil, Man City have snuck in the back door and nicked it. Um, yeah, so even think, Manchester um, United were top of the league at one point, And I was like, what the mm, F? So, mm, um, hey. We've got West Ham United fighting for a Champions League spot here. So this I mean, West Ham United are technically ahead of of Liverpool. <laughs> they are ahead of Liverpool, uh, West Ham mm. United, which is um, bizarre. And what, to be fair, what their owners um, wanted when they bought them all those years ago, when they moved to the Olympic Stadium and everything. So um, yeah, West mm. Ham are two points above Liverpool with a game in hand. Uh, obviously, they're playing uh, tomorrow, but uh, uh, Fulham. Uh, 1-0 up against Sheffield United in the uh, clash at the bottom of the league. So uh, that'll Sounds be... like what I described going to the toilet. Newcastle in a little <laughs> bit of a uh, bit of a danger. You're going for a Sheffield United. Uh... <laughs> With... I'm just looking at Liverpool and thinking, is there a likely? I don't think this is going to happen, and maybe it's a it's a, it's a, a bit sensationalist of me to suggest. Mm. But could Klopp just leave? Can he just go? I you know what? I've could. had enough of the, I've had enough of this. Because I think I think no. Klopp Klopp and the fans love each other. Like Klopp clearly loves the Liverpool fans, and he loves Liverpool as a club as as a city. And the fans love him. Well, like they always were going to, but even before he won the league title, they loved him. Um, mm. I don't think there's one Liverpool fan, although I'll listen to Talk Sport this week and they'll find some jackass that will say, yeah, Klopp's got to be sacked. Granted, they won't actually be from Liverpool. So there'll be some sort of London, London Liverpool fan and uh, they'll ask for uh, Jürgen to get sacked because they're not actually a fan and don't understand the game. Um but because of, I kind of I, I want to blame the Liverpool ownership for this situation because they they just haven't backed Jurgen uh, in in the right manner, uh, not to the same degree as you you compare them with, um, Chelsea and Man City, who spent Man City knew what their problems were. And they were defending the defensive problems. So they went out and spent a ton of money to rectify those problems. And now they're 10 points clear at the top of the league. Liverpool are not... Okay, yes, they're not owned by an Arab state rich in oil money. Um, but then Chelsea aren't either. But they are owned by a billionaire who made a lot of money from Russian gas and oil. Um, 
but you just get the feeling that Chelsea just uh, not Chelsea Liverpool should have backed Jurgen a little bit more and, and I just get the feeling that if, if they don't back him he might just turn around one day and go you know what there's a Real Madrid job or a Barcelona job going I quite fancy that one bye bye yeah I think um, I don't think they have backed him I think what they it's been a uh, possibly a little bit of miscommunication where uh, the board will argue saying, oh, we have backed you, you know, you've got these amazing players, we, you know, we let you use the funds from Coutinho to buy Van Dijk and Alisson. Um, but then Jürgen will argue back saying, OK, you gave me the, you gave me this as long as I delivered. I delivered you a Premier League title and a Champions League. Now I need your continued backing if you want this continued success. And it makes it sounds like possibly it could be like a bit of back and forth about you know who who's going to make the who's going to take the next step now to get bring the club where they want to be you know keeping them at the top. Um, so I think that's where Jurgen will probably argue to them, you know, continue to back me and I'll continue to give you success. Whereas the board could argue, you know, you spent a ton of cash these last few seasons. You've got to, you know, you've got to make do with what you got for the time being. Mm, I'm just looking at um, what what's uh, the Liverpool fans have been saying about this game. Uh, could we could we possibly think you know could we look at the potential rather than at the management and the ownership? Possibly the players you know mentally aren't in the right mindset. You know um, their heads have dropped. Yeah, are, they, are they are we still are they still you know resting on the success of the last two seasons, which gave them a Champions League and a Premier League title? I mean, yeah, you know, they were. Could, they, could it be the could it be the fact that I mean, in in terms of team rotation, Liverpool's team rotation is non-existent. They do not rotate their teams. Well, they don't the teams have a are squad. playing. Yeah, teams are playing like you know a game every three days. You know, Liverpool don't have like they don't have squad rotation. They don't have anyone who can fill up the wing positions that Mane and Salah have. You know, they don't have a backup striker that one that could you know keep up with Firmino despite his obvious flaws. You know they don't have backup midfielders. You know, could it just be? Could it just be fatigue? You know, because it's coming up for a year now where these players have played such, you know, cluster like games that are so you know clustered together. Um, so could that could that be a factor? You know, it's it's easy to suspect an inside job with the ownership or the manager, but you know it could just be down to fatigue. Um. Well, they do this each and every season, don't they? And they had that quite long break last season for Mm. reasons that we all know. But Mm. they had, okay, yes, they had an incredibly short turnaround in pre-season for this season. It was incredibly short. Um, They've had Champions League matches pretty much every week for like the first four months of the season. So they had game after game after game after game. However, when Jurgen Klopp came out and complained about this, I I said at the time, you know, Manchester United were doing the same thing. Chelsea were doing the same thing. Um, uh, and even then, you could argue the you know, fact that at the time when Man United, when you know, when Man United were doing the same thing, I mean, Man United were. I think it was when Mourinho was in charge. Mourinho came out and complained at the fact about the Europa League being on the Thursday when they had a match on the Saturday or the Sunday. 
You know, mm. so teams in the Champions League get more of a rest than the teams in the Europa League. Oh, God. Oh, goodness. So I go on Twitter. Some idiot calls 606 and says, I don't think there's any way back. Dog Leash should replace Klopp. Oh yeah, because that worked so well last time, didn't it? That worked so well when oh. Dal Gleish replaced... Who was it? Hodgson? He replaced Roy Hodgson, mm. wasn't it? And it he yeah. did so well, he brought in such superstars like Andy Carroll. Although he did bring in Luis Suarez, so don't don't use that against me. But um, uh, Andy mm. Carroll. And, and then he was replaced by uh, Brendan Rodgers. Uh, so, yeah. They, Who then brought in superstars such as... Stupid. Such as Christian Benteke. I mean, no, no, no. If if you're a Liverpool fan and you you if you want to get rid of Jurgen Klopp, that'll be your undoing. That is it. Do you know what? There's a there's a. It They're not a like Liverpool a, fan. Of, you know, there's an air, there's an air of you know potential Brexit ramifications from this. They'll want Jurgen out. And then when they realise they're out, when he's out, they'll realise, you know, how good they had it, you know, and how less shit things were. <laughs> you uh, know? Yeah, exactly. And I just, I, and then I don't, we have, I don't and then get people it. People from the outside, and then people from the outside just sit and look at them, saying, "Well, this is what you wanted. This is what you pined for. This is what you voted for. You know, you make your bed now, get fucked in it." Yeah, I'm still waiting for my bloody laptop parts, by the way. Uh, I've been waiting since January, the beginning. I didn't even mm, vote paid, for this rubbish. I paid, I paid a £10 customs charge on a phone case that came from Germany. Wow. At least I bought all my uh, 1860 Munich gear whilst we were still kind of in the U- European <laughs> Union, so I didn't have to spend any custom. I got my tracksuit bottoms and my, my shorts and my... Mm. 1860 Munich mm. shirt, so I'm happy. Um, it's yeah, going to get just... to a point where the Germany. Fa- it's going to uh, get to a point. Um, it's going to get to a point where the Germans are going to start treat- shouting at us two bailouts and a Brexit vote, two bailouts <laughs> and a Brexit oh, vote. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. Moving swiftly on. Um, final word on. Um, I, I'm. Ju- I'm just going to. Uh, after seeing that Liverpool fan, and I'm not saying he's a fan, he's clearly not a fan. They are clearly not glory a fan. Glory hunter. This glory hunting bastard. Um, I'm just going to have a look at now. Uh, the uh, I, I hate the fact that I'm going to do this. Um, next Premier League manager to uh, to get the chop. Uh, I think it'll be. I think it could be Ralph Hasenhutl. I don't know. They're they're thirteenth. I mean, what? Yeah, I know, but it's but it's the performances though. They're very they're very inconsistent. You know, they'll have a they'll have a spot where they'll go undefeated for six seven games, but then they'll you know absolutely fall off a cliff. Um. So for me, I'd say Ralph Hasenhutl probably be the next one. Um, if not that, probably. Um, I don't think Sam Allardyce will ever be in the running because by doing that, West Brom, the West Brom ownership would essentially be admitting the mistake of appointing him in the first place and getting rid of Slavon Bilic. 
because I, th- I think they, you know, they're reliant on Big Sam to keep them in the mm. Premier League. He's an escape. He's an escape artist. So I think he. I think Sam Allardyce is safe until the end of the season. I was going to say the um, the favourite to 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 be gone next is Mourinho, um, who we were talking about last week and what the f was going on at Tottenham because he seems to have annoyed. Well, he seems to have. Well, we talked about this last week where he criticised Deli Alley on that documentary and it failed to pay off. I know what he was mm. trying to do, but Deli Alley's not the kind of player that responds to criticism. He's the arm, you need to put your arm around his shoulder and tell him to, you know, come on, get on with it. And uh, yeah. less, less we mention Gareth Bale. So um, Jürgen is 11-2 to two to be the next manager uh, to go. I would not put money on that. I don't see that happening. Um, and any Liverpool fan that wants Jürgen to go, you can hit me up on Twitter at DJ underscore Danny underscore H, and I'll call you a word beginning with W and ending in Kerr. Um, Wang Kerr. That's what I'll call you. Um, so, yes. <laughs> that's, that's Liverpool sorted. Out of the title race... Well, there goes my prediction for who was going to win the Premier League. Gone. I want to thank my guest this week, Thomas Moore. Uh, That has been the Football Fan Show podcast. Be sure to join us on Twitter. Carry on the uh, debate at TFFS Live. Facebook.com forward slash the Football Fan Show. You can even email us if you wanted to chat about something. The Football Fan Show at gmail.com. Go to our website. It's deadair.media forward slash the Football Fan Show. And of course, we're live on twitch.tv forward slash the Football Fan Show every Saturday night. And YouTube, just search the Football Fan Show live. Thank you very much for tuning in. We will see you next week. Bye. <laughs>